Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Well, hello, hello, hello. I am Matt Williamson. This is the Locked On NFL Podcast. You probably know those things by now. We've been chatting now well over 100 episodes. Uh, coming down the uh, home stretch of the NFL season. Next week is Super Bowl week. We'll be crazy. One more game. we got Senior Bowl coming up this weekend. A lot of Senior Bowl for me this week. Learning these players, watching practice, listening, reading, everything I can. I told you today was going to be Senior Bowl recap day. I lied. We're going to do that Monday. I'm figuring I might as well watch the game too as opposed to um, just the practices. We'll do that Monday. But today is basically going to be news and notes. There's been a handful of goings-on around the league that we have not discussed. Um, So, we're going to. Here we go. Um, Kirk Cousins, there's a lot of talk that they will franchise him again in Washington. And he basically came out and said, I'm cool with it. And honestly, I don't know why he wouldn't be. You know, I mean, I don't think that's a slap in the face that we don't have any faith in you. I mean, you're going to pay him as much as basically any quarterback in the league for one year on a guaranteed deal. And I know in general, you know, players want the long-term deal and they balk at the the franchise tag. And I mean, I, I get that to some degree, but the reality is, and if you could franchise, like I said, you've guaranteed big money at your position, top five money for your position for the year, guaranteed. And then you become a free agent at the end of the year. So unless something catastrophic happens to your career during that season, which it certainly can, then you get to showcase yourself again. It's a pretty good deal. Um, you know, it's different, obviously, for a quarterback. And you look at Cousins, and I think the worry is, I was actually on the radio in Washington yesterday talking about this, is the worry is, has he hit his ceiling? You know, he's not... Super gifted. He's not a high ceiling guy. He's not a great thrower of the football. He is, by all accounts, an unbelievably hard hard worker, and he has gotten much, much better. But like we talk about here a lot, you don't want to fall in the Matt Schaub zone or the Andy Dalton zone or Alex Smith zone. You know, there's even talk that uh, a team like San Francisco or... You know, some of these quarterback needy teams would offer an early first round pick for Cousins. You know, they asked me that on the radio yesterday, like, if you're the, if the Niners, and I'm not sure why the connect, you know, why they would be super excited about him, but, you know, if Shanahan goes there and offers the second overall pick to Washington for Cousins, do you do it? And I, the first I thought of it, and I'm like, yeah, you know, and then I'm going to, Take that money. I mean, he's, he costs you a lot against the cap. And I'm going to go sign Mike Glennon or somebody like that at half the cost. And then I'm going to draft a quarterback with a huge upside, either at two or very early in the next year or two. And go from there. And that's not a knock on Cousins. I mean, I'm not sure I would do that if I were the Niners. But it gets you out of this problem where we like you, we like you, can, but are you a middle-tier quarterback that we're going to be married to for the next five years. And 
obviously there's worse things. You know, you could be one of these teams that ha- you could be the Browns. I mean, you could be a team that doesn't hasn't had a quarterback forever, and they would kill to be to have Kirk Cousins. But it is a slippery slope. I mean, it is a it, he deserves the money. He's going to get it, but maybe you just delay it a year by the franchise tag, which is kind of what they did this past year. If you and the other thing I said too on the radio was okay if you do franchise him. I don't think it's crazy talk if you're the Redskins to use a second or third round pick. I mean, fourth round pick, but, uh, you know, not your premium pick, but use a a pick on another quarterback that might be the future there, too, just as a contingency plan. Uh, More quarterback news. Uh, Pittsburgh's all a buzz about is Ben Roethlisberger going to retire? I certainly don't know that answer, but my hunch is he will not. I mean, he did not say, yeah, I'm going to retire. He just kind of was frustrated after a tough loss, a long season, and basically said, I'm just going to evaluate things. You know, he's got a a new family. You know, he's just recently married, a couple young kids. I'm sure his body's hurting like crazy. He's taken a beating over his career. He's 35 years old. But I would be shocked with all the money on the table, the team he'd come back to. He's actually been one of the least hit quarterbacks over the past two years or so. Um, Not that he's, you know, not in pain or not, you know, struggling through all this. But I would be shocked if that happens. But still, we might do this next week on, what was it, Tuesday or Monday? I did the, it was Tuesday, where I did the breakdown of the Packers top to bottom. Uh, Steelers are probably next on the list since they were the most recently, you know, eliminated. Um, And one thing I will say about that is I do think this is the year Pittsburgh should draft one. Uh, I'll say the same thing about the Giants. You know that uh, I don't think too early is a problem for you know, getting that quarterback. So um, since we talked last, or I didn't bring it up, but Ryan Grigson has been relieved of his duties with the Colts. Uh, I've been calling for this for years. I don't know how he lasted as long as he did. Um, he's kind of best known. He's a GM, if you don't know. He's best. I guess he's best known for the Trent Richardson trade. And I'll be honest, when they made that deal, I thought it was a good trade. I really liked Richardson early in his career, and I loved him coming out of Bama. Um, I thought that was the missing piece. It didn't work out, and of course, he has to be held accountable for it. I don't. I know I said at the time, I was like, boy, I like this trade. Looked like it'd be a, a late first-round pick for a franchise back coming off his rookie season. Obviously, that didn't work at all. But his first draft class was 2012 with Andrew Luck. And I say this all the time, you know, that I have a picture of Mary Lemieux here on the wall. My sister could have drafted Lemieux. You know, my dog could have drafted LeBron James first overall. I mean, it, it it's not a talent to put the card in to say, I'm going to take Andrew Luck. I mean, Peyton Manning wasn't the same thing. I mean, for those of you who recall, Peyton Manning versus Andrew Luck or versus, jeez, uh, versus Ryan Leaf was a huge decision, you know, and they made the right one. They hit. But everyone in the world would have taken luck here. And I know some people liked RG3, but everyone in the world would have taken luck. Still, you know, so I'm not detracting that from him. But this was a very good draft class in general for him. He got uh, Fleener in the second round, his, you know, Luck's uh, partner at, at Stanford. Then comes back and gets Dwayne Allen. T.Y. Hilton in the third round, late third round pick. That's a phenomenal pick. Uh, Chapman played a little bit for him. Ballard was a, a, a good back before he got injured too. So 2012 draft was a raging success. Things look good for the, the Colts. But remember at this time, not only did they luck into luck, but they parted ways with Manning and some other stalwarts, expensive veterans from those 
teams, you know, guys like Freeney. They had so much cap space in this era. I mean, if you remember, I mean, this was the worst team in the league that Luck went to. And they had all this cap space for the 2012, 13, 14 off seasons. And what do they have to show for it? I mean, to me, it's easy to pull up this, you know, go to draft history like I'm at right now and, and crush them for draft picks. But the way they spent money in free agency was abysmal. Older defensive players, you know, nothing to really show for it at all. I mean, yeah, I mean, Frank Gore's okay. But, I mean, Andre Johnson and, oh, rough, really rough. 2013, Bjorn Warner didn't even get out of his first contract, which never, ever happens. The rest of the draft, Hugh Thornton, Khalil Holmes, Montori Hughes, Josh Boyett. I mean, I don't think any of these guys are in the league anymore. That's bad. That was only 2013. 2014, Jack Muhort. He's a good player. Dante Moncrief. That's not a bad pick. Jonathan Newsom, Andrew Jackson. These are later guys, so I'm not going to crush them on those. That actually isn't a bad draft. I mean, Jack Muhort isn't a household name, but he's a quality player. At least if it, uh, contrary to popular belief, they have ad- addressed the offensive line. They have not ignored it. I mean, they, they've gone out and tried to get people, but signing Gosner Cherilis is probably not, that kind of move gets you fired. Philip, this one's a move that kind of gets you fired too, is taking Philip Dorsett at 29 overall as a real luxury pick and then following it up with Dewan Smith. This was last year's draft. Henry Anderson's a good player for them. David Perry looks like he's a good player. But not that Dorsett's a bum or a bust, but it rubbed a lot of people wrong when it was, boy, let's rebuild this defense. Let's you know protect luck instead of getting the, the small, speedy guy. It's past class. Who knows? I mean, it's um, jury's still out. I really like Ryan Kelly. I think that was a great pick at the time, and I think it's lived up to that. Um, TJ Green's kind of a project upside defensive back, maybe. Again, they drafted another offensive lineman in LaRaven Clark and then later Joe Haig. They drafted three offensive linemen in their top, what, six picks in the top five rounds, including a first-rounder. So it's not like they've totally ignored the offensive line. Uh, Hassan Ridgeway, Antonio Morrison, yeah, so-so. But, you know, you can go through a lot of, you know, GM's drafts out there and be like, boy, you missed a lot of them because it's a very inexact science and, you know, people miss a lot of these anyways. But, <laughs> you know, when you compound that with you get this gift of luck and you have all this cap space and some early draft picks and what do you have to show for it today besides luck and Hilton, the answer is not much. Okay. So, we discussed the Bills hiring Sean McDermott as their head coach. And I think it's a good hire. I'm curious how much they're going to change the way they play defense, you know, because his system is far different than what Ryan ran. And especially what they ask and demand out of the corners and secondary. Is it going to be a Carolina situation where invest crazy in the front seven, don't ask a lot of the secondary, and that's where you cut corners? I don't know. But why I wanted to bring up the Bills is they also hired Broncos. From from the Broncos, they hired Rick Dennison to be their offensive coordinator. And I think that's a good hire on the surface. I mean, I think he's a good coach. Here's my worry, though, and it's a big one. And it, and it doesn't even have anything to do with the Tyrod Taylor quarterback situation. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to ignore that for right now. But here's my concern is... The thing that Buffalo has done best the last couple years 
is run the football. Been great at it. A power running game with McCoy and big, heavy, Richie Incognito, Tarek Glenn, nasty lineman. Well, that's not at all Dennison's system. You know, he's a pure Shanahan, Kubiak, disciple, movement-based, Tom Nalen, Mark Schlereth, smaller, active offensive lineman. So it's... I would think if you hire him, he's going to install his system. And McCoy's much better with the former system as opposed to being a zone runner. That offensive line, which isn't real talented, especially on the right side, maybe Eric Wood makes a transition okay. But So to me, I, I, I'm just jumping to the conclusions. Assume if you're going to hire this guy, he's going to install his system as a running, you know, as a, in the run game. But... My immediate concern is, well, you only do one thing well, and now you're scrapping that and restarting it. So uh, that really concerns me. Uh, you know, and again, I think he's a good coach. I just think that that's a bad move. You know, why would you do that? Why would you scrap the only thing you guys do well? In the opposite realm is the Chargers. They hired Anthony Lynn, who, coincidentally, came from Buffalo. Um, they hired Gus Bradley as their defensive coordinator which I think he's a really good defensive coordinator. I'm just looking at it as, okay, are they going to try to turn that into a Seattle-based defense? Maybe, maybe. Um, and here's my concerns, because I like the talent there. I love their corners, Hayward and Verrett. They're man corners, they're feisty, they're smaller, they're active, they're nasty. And I think the Chargers are in the conversation right now for having the best set of corners in the league as it stands right now. But they couldn't look any different than Richard Sherman. They're not cover three corners. So is this the same situation where you're scrapping one of the things you do really well just to accommodate a good coach? I don't know. You know, we'll have to see how much of these guys adapt, Dennison and Bradley and those guys and, you know... And the Jacksonville defense wasn't a strict cover three last year. I mean, they threw a lot at you. So, I mean, I have more hope with that than the Dennison situation. I mean, if you hire Dennison, you're going to bring in his own blocking scheme. That's what he does. I mean, that's his it's his roots. Um, I would also think Bosa becomes your Michael Bennett. Cool with that. You know, I would think you want to keep Ingram no matter what. Um, he would probably be your Averill, Kenny Clark, uh, Bruce Irvin, even, you know, he could be that type of guy for you. Uh, they even have Mebane who played in Seattle. Um, I think that that active group of second level defenders would be fine. I mean, I'm not saying they're Bobby Wagner, but I think that's a good group. I really like Perryman. He doesn't run as well as the guys in Seattle, but, you know, Brown absolutely does. Uh, I guess your, your biggest need then in a big way is who's my camp chancellor and who's my Earl Thomas? Because they don't have them, you know. I mean, their their safeties are okay. I thought safety was a big need to begin with, um, but their safeties were a little more interchangeable, as opposed to being so different like Earl and Cam. So I would think, you know, you're in the market for a safety in a big way, and, and it, it worries me of how they employ their corners too. So, uh, you know. We'll see, uh, but that, that that's of interest. You know, it bothers me like crazy when you team build right and you find good.
good players and you're an employee, you're using them well and the season doesn't go well and they somehow and so they make a coaching change and then they tell you well we're going to ask Jason Verrett to be Richard Sherman. <laughs> well, why would you do that? All right, last note of the day. Um, the Brownies hired Greg Williams as their defense coordinator. Uh, saw him interviewed at the Senior Bowl coverage, basically talking about, you know, there was, of course, there was fights and at the Senior Bowl practice, and uh, he didn't discount them or downplay them or any of those things. He wants guys to play with a nasty edge. We know his reputation. We know, you know, that you know, he was suspended at one point. Um, for similar conduct with the Saints. But I think he's a very good coordinator, you know, that um, he will throw a lot at you. And I think the Browns could use an edge. I mean, that's for sure. Is uh, They could use a little bit of nasty playing to the echo of the whistle, um, getting a lot of ball carriers to Roethlisberger, Flacco, Dalton, uh, blitzing these guys like crazy. And I look at their defense, unlike, you know, the Bills running game or what San Diego's built, and think, well, I mean, <laughs> there's not that many pieces in place that you say, boy, he won't fit. What are we going to do with him? You know, Shelton's a pure nose. I think Williams can run 3-4, three, 4-3. Four, four, three. He can pretty much do whatever you want. But he's going to be really aggressive, and I think the Browns could use that. Uh, I'm going to back up real quick because I have a note here that I want to talk about with the Chargers, too. The Los Angeles Chargers, I have not yet said those words. But they kept Ken Wisenhunt as the offense coordinator. So this kind of goes back to what I was saying. I like that move. I mean, to me, that's great. Anthony Lynn's an offensive-minded guy. I'm sure he's going to have a lot of input, especially with the running game. I would think they become more run-heavy. We see some of those Bills concepts with the Chargers. Great. I mean, I'm certainly all for that. But the Wisenhunt-Rivers relationship, I think, I don't, I think you don't want to teach an old dog new tricks. There's the thing It's like, Hey, Philip, you know, pack up your hundred kids and move to LA. And I know you're 35 years old and you're probably not all that thrilled with the organization to begin with, but now we're going to teach you a totally new offense. And, uh, we're going to ask you to be a running quarterback. I mean, that last part I kind of threw in there to, to exaggerate things. I mean, no one's going to ask him to be Tyrod Taylor. But no, you, you keep the stability and you, you keep the verbiage the same. You keep that Wisenhunt Rivers relationship, and they rule the the offense. Throw in bringing guys like Keenan Allen, try to rebuild that offensive line a little bit. So that's gonna do it. That's what we got for today. Uh, have a good weekend. So at Senior Bowl, uh, there is a Pro Bowl. I won't watch a second of it. And Monday we will break down the Senior Bowl before we do a lot of Super Bowl talk after that. So over and out. Take care.